episode 195 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal, Quincy. Hey there, everybody. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, under the gun, busy day, but I'm good. Happy to uh, be talking to you, as always. Yeah, glad to be back. Um, we're a little late this week. Would you like to tell the people why we're a little late this week? Well, we're supposed to record on monday this is a wednesday we're doing this mm-hmm. and uh i was on the road and i was on my way home and i heard a rattling I actually I'd, i there had been a rattling in my car for a while i was trying to figure out what was going on and uh it just kept getting more, like the rattle just kept increasing so i was like you know what i, I gotta look into this now before it gets any worse um and, uh, you know, for a, a while, and so, you know, I talked to a DQ who was kind enough to uh, reschedule. And uh, so, I, you know, I also um, was looking in my cup holder. And uh, for a while now, there have been bolts just in my cup holder that I found in my car. And I, I don't, I don't know where they came from, uh, what, what they go to. Uh, Random bolts just showed up in the cup holder of your car? Well, they were in my car, and I, I put them there because I said, well, I'll figure it out one of these days. I'll figure, you know, figure out wh- you know, what they go to. And, you know, I drive a Jeep, so it's a hard top. So, you know, there's components that you unscrew and things you unhook to take the top down if, if you want to go topless which I haven't done in a while. I need to. Um, and so I made sure, you know, all the, all the connections were there. Everything was, was squared away. Uh, and I kept driving around a little more and more and that rattling kept going. And I just looked behind me for some reason. I don't know why I was at a stoplight or the light turned green. And, and I, I just looked cause there wasn't anybody around. So I was able to kind of take my eyes off the road slightly. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that, in between the things that connect my uh, my hardtop uh, is the my speakers, my over my speakers that are above, like in the middle of my car. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the damn speaker is rattling; it's shaking up and down. And so I get to another light, and I'm sitting there, and I just look in the cup holder. I just glanced down and I said, you know what? Those goddamn bolts that have been here for who knows how long. I'm putting two and two together. And the so I get home. It is math. I get home. Sure enough, I look and two bolts are missing. Or <laughs> my speaker is. <laughs> I said, you got to be kidding me. This thing could have come crashing down at any moment. So, so your speaker, your speakers are about to fall on you because you had the bass up too high, 
You were just riding Sometimes. around listening to um, UGK a little too loudly. Well, I've had I've had the Jeep for about six years now, mm-hmm. seven. So uh, old. Later on, next month will be seven years. But uh, you know, so back in the heyday, yeah, I was probably bumping it a little too much. But uh, so I had to find a, a wrench. You know, I had to find a wrench that would fit the, the bolt, and you know, it would squeeze. You know, screw it in. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't have one. I don't have a wrench. <gasps> so I went to Home Depot and I bought a wrench set. And I was like, yeah, this will do. I forgot to set the damn bolts in. Why did you so take the bolts in? I forgot. I was in such a hurry. And it was, you know, it was after six. It was, you know, a long day. It's hot outside mostly. And uh, so I went and bought a wrench set. I was like, yeah, it's about the size that I'm, I need. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you need multiple sizes for multiple things. So it's like, it's just good to have. And the, so words, then, uh, the words, yeah, I think it's that size has ruined many a men. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. In all right. manner of life. <laughs> so I get home and I park and uh, I go into my I go into my passenger seat because I'm, you know, it's all on the passenger side. Mm-hmm. So I get there, I leave the car running because, you know, it's hot. You know, tilt my, lean the seat all the way back and it's like I'm working, you know, like an astronaut. Like I'm working upside down basically. And I'm trying to open the, the package to the wrench set, which is impossible for whatever reason. Oh. Well, no, it's so that way no one will steal the, the wrench, you know, the wrench and the little, you know, connectors. It's, it's anti-theft, but also anti-use. Absolutely. It's very frustrating. And so I look in my glove box, my glove compartment for uh, you know, like a knife or, you know, maybe some scissors or something. I'm trying, uh, uh, what is it? Not an exacto knife, but a blade, yeah, something, blade. anything yeah. to just open it. Anything to cut that little piece of plastic. That's not my teeth. And, uh, and I'm looking around, and there's this little pouch with the unused, very nice looking, nice bright green, and it's got the word Jeep across. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What is that?" Like, I forgot about I forgot that I had this in here. I forgot what's in here. And I opened it up it's a goddamn wrench that fits. <laughs> it's the correct size and everything. <laughs> because, you know, it only makes sense. <laughs> and I said, you gotta be kidding me. I spent all I spent this money on this little wrench set, which you know I'm gonna hang on to because you just never know. Yes. And so uh I was like, well, I gotta, I mean, I'm not gonna waste any more time trying to open this thing. I'll open it in a couple of weeks let's use what i've got <laughs> officially and it's official you know jeep tools <laughs> so if this don't fit nothing will then you know we're uh we're in trouble so uh yeah I, you know i uh get the bolts and screw them in and it fits perfectly and it's wrenching in there i feel like a man i'm doing doing man work it's awesome and then my speaker is nice and secure. And so I go around and I tighten all the other bolts that are holding up the entire thing just to, you know, make sure. Mm-hmm. Drive around, you know, go down some bumpy streets, make sure everything's secure. It's all good. Get home, you know, screw it in, tighten it just a little bit more, just a little bit more, just to 
Oh, oh, now you're doing a little too much. A little too much, but it's okay. Not too much. I know, I know when not to strip. And uh, so I'm all set. We're we're good. And then I look up once again. And to finish off the story, there's another missing bolt. (laughs) (laughs) I look and I say, "You've got to be kidding me!" So uh, the search is on. Oh Lord! Well, for a third missing bolt, but it's in the (laughs) middle, so it's not necessarily affecting. the whole thing so so no rattling but you just need to find that bolt one more bolt oh. if anything i'll just go buy a bunch of bolts just and, take the uh, just take one of them off and take them in the home depot and match <laughs> now, it. now we're starting all over again. yes <laughs> don't be in there just eyeballing it. <laughs> <laughs> well man i'm glad that it wasn't something serious i'm glad it was something simple i am too man i, I you know i just i was panicking a little bit and then i just kind of stayed calm i was on the road so i had to stay calm uh, or had to you know regain my composure and then i just i looked back for some reason and <laughs> there it was and i'm like oh boy now yeah. we gotta figure figure all this out so but we're, we're, we're all good yeah because if you're taking your your jeep into the shop and those mechanics would have figured out what was wrong they would have laughed at you <laughs> not, right. not in your face but as soon as you picked up and drove off, they would have been giggling like, look at him. He can't even fix his damn speakers. Oh, not even giggling. I mean, it, it would be full-blown laughter. Yeah, look at the little pansy boy. That's what he's... <laughs> right. Man, I'm glad that it wasn't something serious because, you know, yeah, both our vehicles, mine's like six years old as well. So they're getting to the age of... It's like, oh, shit, that sounds expensive. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, gas is coming down. We can say that. Woo. Ah, all right. The recession now, is over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell that to my paycheck. Anyhow, <laughs> right. we are here. Um, we're going to talk about myriad, myriad of topics. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is how did you celebrate two of the most holiest days in American history? I'm, of course, talking about last week prime days the days that we come together and celebrate the life <laughs> and time of optimus prime who sacrificed his life to give the le- the matrix of leadership to hot rod so he could become um rodimus prime and defeat galvatron and omicron <laughs> in the name of the father the son and the all spark <laughs> omicron isn't that a was that a covid variant <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a huge ass transformer but yes uh did you do any shopping this year on prime i wanted to but i bought just a couple of like just like household stuff that was on sale mm. things that like it didn't feel like driving to go driving to target to get mm. and it was on sale and i was like okay well that's good save me saves me a trip um and i did no rush shipping because it's like i don't need it right away it's just detergent, some sort of, you know, it's not a, not an urgent matter. So, uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I didn't, I was very tempted. I was looking at things. I was like scrolling each day, mm-hmm. looking at things like, oh, should I get this? Do I, do I really need a $50 uh, dual ice cream maker? And I don't eat ice cream very often. I don't make, I've never made it. 
<laughs> and uh, but it's a good deal. Do I need a fifty dollars Soda Stream? I've bought one in the past uh, for um, uh, for people for you know people in the past, <laughs> and uh, it's a great it's a great item. But it's like I don't do I really need it. I don't drink soda anymore. So. Come on, man! You're American. You're supposed to spend money to spend money. You'll make it right. back. Man, That's I true. <laughs> but I at the end of the day, there was nothing that really caught my eye that I needed, that I or that I felt like I needed to needed this deal on. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll tell you. So I went in that first day looking to buy something. I have almost $200 worth of Amazon <laughs> gift cards going into Prime Day. And I left Prime Day with the exact same amount. I didn't buy a damn thing. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's it's like the second year row where I feel like whoever's at the warehouse just looks up and says, shit, we need to move this stuff. And just, <laughs> right. just mark down stuff that no one really needs. I mean... Mm-hmm. Do you really need, like you said, do you need the solar stream? Do you need the ice cream maker? Do you need any of this frivolous stuff? And it's like, no. It's like either the things they have on sale, either things I already have or things I don't want. And it's something it just about TVs. Yeah. And, so, and in the case of their tablets, I, that's both. I have it and I don't want it. Right. And uh, I didn't even see any like TVs that like, popped out at me mm-hmm. and i'm an old man like back in the day i've been like oh let me see how much this playstation or xbox is going to for but like even though they were available i had and you know i had the gift cards and everything i had no inkling to buy them it's like even if i get them how many times like am i gonna play this game right so i'm officially old um, I am washed. I'm everything that the younglings say I am. <laughs> and, and, uh, no cap? N- no cap at all. I'm an old man yelling at clouds, man. I For real, for real. For real, for real. Yeah. I, I gotta tell you, I've been, I've been pestering my sister, oh, uh, who was 10 years younger than me, mm-hmm. uh, trying to stay relevant. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's face it, we're finished. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> but I'm trying to stay relevant. All that's left so, for us is a hole in the ground. That's it. So I am constantly bugging her. Am I saying this right? On cap or uh, no cap? <laughs> On God. Uh, for real, for real. And she just shakes her head and is just like, please stop talking to me immediately. Oh, I, I, I'm surprised she, she doesn't leave the room in silence. <laughs> Like she's just embarrassed for you. The old man's trying to be cool. Get out of here. <laughs> right. I'm, tr- I'm hanging on by a thread. Uh, I've accepted that I'm no longer cool, especially when you know I'm around my son and his friends and they're talking. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just gonna stay around and make sure y'all aren't on drugs. <laughs> exactly. It's like uh, did you ever see Big Daddy? Mm-hmm. Yes. When he goes to visit those six year olds on the monkey bars, he's giving them you to you who he's like, you know what else is you know what else is good? Drugs. Yes. <laughs> and those kids have no idea what he's talking about. Thank God. No, my son and his friends are too busy at Fortnite and 
other video games to pay any attention to the perils of drugs. That's good. That's good. Which is good, but uh, you know, Fortnite is kind of its own little drug. So <laughs> right. I don't know. Have you ever seen those stories about uh, the kids who get their parents' credit cards and charge like hundreds of thousands of do- or hundreds of dollars to um, oh, Fortnite? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. If if my son ever did that, I'd be outside with the bell like that Simpsons episode going "Boy for sale." I had to recoup, recoup whatever he lost, whatever he lost me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I just looked it up. <laughs> or he's on the Adam Sandler's on the monkey bars with mm-hmm. these kids. <laughs> he's telling them, you know, there. He's like, yeah, this you who's great. You know what else goes great with you who? A little rum and. <laughs> Okay, he's the only little black kid with the group, and he goes, "You mean Rumpelstiltskin?" He goes, "Rumpelstiltskin, you're a good man. He's a good man, and so are you guys." And he's like, he tells his, he tells the kid, "Okay, I trust him. I'll see you." <laughs> you mean Rump Rumpelstiltskin? <laughs> uh, you're damn right. You damn Skippy. Oh man, probably my favorite scene of the movie. Oh, oh Adam Sandler movies. He was the last really good. What, I think. Yeah. what was this last good movie? I know it's on a tangent, but were everybody saying that that Uncut Gems was really good? Or actually, I think it's it's one of those uh, nation divided type deals. It's yeah. like you, some people loved it and some people hated it, and there's really no in between. Which raises what's the last movie that people universally loved? That's a, that's a man overall, yeah, man. Because I that's can't think really of anything question. that's can't come out lately. Because even like some like Avengers Endgame, yeah, people complain about that. Like, it's got to be like 10, 15 years ago before we all became cynical assholes, yeah, man. That is that's a that's. That's a very, very tough question. I have no idea, man. Would we have to go all the way back to Forrest Gump? Maybe. I've never I, seen I, it. Look, I can't even say that because people, the critics didn't like it when it came out. It was panned right. too, and now it's like universal love. It's like um, retroactive history on that movie. I don't, that was just a random question I came up with, but I really can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of movie would have to be? And I don't, I don't know. I just like I don't even know what genre it, a movie could be right now that would be universally loved. It might be uh, No Way Home. Uh, too many people hate superhero movies or say they do. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe you could you could be as recent as No Way Home or The Batman. Oh no! They, they oh, no. So well, I know it's not The Batman. <laughs> I saw too many people complain about it being three hours. So nope. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know what? That is a good point. I don't know. If any of you uh, uh, have any suggestions, you know, drop a comment. We'll read them later. Absolutely. All right. Uh, moving on to the next subject, um, we're gonna talk about a little baseball. 
Uh, the MLB just had the all-star game, just had the draft. Did you check out any one of those? Uh, I watched a little bit of the draft. It's weird seeing baseball do the pomp and circumstance like the NFL and NBA. Because it's like half of these people in the first round might not even start their professional careers right away. Oh, hold on. I got a stat for you that's going to blow your mind. So there have been 58 um, MLB drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been 58 number one overall picks. Mm-hmm. Can you guess how many of those are Hall of Famers? Number one overall. Yeah. Um, Jeter is the only one that comes to mind. Wasn't he number one? Nope. He was not number one. Oh, no. that's right. Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, there was the Astral Scout that literally quit after that pick. Yeah, as he should, before he got yeah. fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Man, Griffey? Nah, just give me a number. I just want a number. How many do you think? 58. Uh, 58. Number one overall picks, Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man, I'm going to go on the low end. I'm going to say 11. Ooh, my friend, you went too high. Are you serious? <laughs> it's only oh. three. You oh, guessed one. Three? Yeah, Ken Griffey Jr., Chipper Jones, and Harold Baines. And he barely made it. <laughs> and he got in because of the competition committee. He wasn't voted in. Is that? Oh, wow. That's right. He missed on the 15. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's insane. So I'm going to ask you another question. How those 58 number one overall picks, how many ended up never making it to the major leagues? Okay, so out of 55, because oh, okay. three for sure are, <laughs> are, yes. are all the Yes. So out of 50, uh, I'm going to say never even made it to the majors. That's correct. I'm going to say 34. You're incorrect. You're way, again, too high. There have been exactly three. Steve uh, Chilcott. Bryn Taylor and Brady Aiken. Ooh, and until nice. this year, there were four because Mark Appel just made it. <laughs> How's he and, doing? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, and a couple of years ago, it was five because Matt Bush, he was number one pick in um, right. 2004 uh, for the San Diego Padres. He made it as a reliever for the Rangers, I want to say 2006. 16, I want to say. It feels like it. He got derailed by what? Drugs and alcohol? Yeah, 16. He got called up. Yeah. So, yeah, for a while there, if you were the number one overall pick, there was a better chance of you never making it to the league than making it to the Hall of Fame. Think about it. That's crazy. No other sport and no other American sport has that kind of, of uh, result. That's how hard baseball is, mm-hmm. man. The hardest sport there is, I, I I would say. And Chipper Jones, he's the last one I got in. He got drafted number one overall in 1990. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the numbers. There's only one guy since since that draft that I think is going to get in. Ooh. 
Who would you like to guess? It ain't going to be Garrett Cole. Mm. Oh, no, he didn't go number one. Yes, he did. 2011. He did. He did. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, uh, no. Maybe Harper? Nope. Joe Maurer. Oh, yeah. That's a great pick. I wouldn't be, I would not argue with that, that pick. With yeah. that outcome, I, I mean. The crazy thing about going to this draft, you know, just seeing who got picked number one overall and trying to see what you remember about them on top of your head. So I was rolling through here and I saw Chris Benson was number one overall pick in 1996. The only thing I remember about him is his wife saying that if he ever cheated on her, she would sleep with everyone in the Mets organization. <laughs> That's, right. That's the only thing I remember about him. Yeah, wasn't she a, a model or something like that? She was a stripper. That's where he met her in the strip club and married her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could. Let's see. Casey Miz, Mizzy, Miz. He's in the majors now from 2018. He was drafted in 2018. Yep, and just blew out his arm. He just... Really? Yep. Like, whew, I want to say last month. So you go back to 2015 with Dan, Dansby Swanson. He's in the he's in the majors. He won the World Series last year. Yeah. yeah. The Braves. Yeah. But uh, up until Swanson, there's – I mean, it's still too – or Adley Rutch, Rutschman? Yeah, he just came up this year. Yeah. Same thing For the with most uh, part. Torkelson. He came up at uh, Torkelson, and he just got sent back down. Well, there goes my theory that it's too early for a lot of these for these more recent. I, it, it is too early. I mean, honestly, he should have been sitting down before they actually got around to it because he's what's he what's he hitting? MLB stats through July fifteenth, one batting one ninety nine with five home runs. Not great. Nope. But that entire Detroit Tigers team has been basura this entire year. <laughs> Adrian Gonzalez went number one overall for the Marlins in 2000. I can't, I had no idea. Hmm. He was a decent hitter for a while. Yeah, going back and looking at these old drafts and just going through. And look at them like there are a lot of people who were first round picks who just flamed out. Mm-hmm. Luke Shavar. Like even he had a decent uh career being a relief pitcher for, for the Royals. But I was I was I just thought about that when um I was you know, I wasn't watching the draft on TV, but I was paying attention to it on the athletic and I would see people talking about the players who were drafted and what they think they could be in their future. I'm like, there's like a 33% chance that these guys will either not make it to the big leads or just be there for a cup of coffee. And I don't want to be rude or anything, but just not be anything. Yeah. I mean, Harper might have a chance. 
Well, he's getting paid like he should be all of famer. <laughs> but he's definitely got to get a ring, I think, at least. Yeah. And if they let uh, Garrett Cole keep uh, resume using that sticky stuff, he'll definitely be a Hall of Famer. I think he's the only, he's second behind Joe Maurer. I don't think anyone else will come close. Harper? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It goes Maurer, Harper, and Cole to me. Huh. Maybe. I don't know. Well, who would you pick there? Correa? Because it definitely ain't Steven Strasburg. I'll tell you that. that I, would, I, would, I would pick Correa over Cole. Really? Yeah. Correa has a ring. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is the way he okay. got that ring. Yeah. So let's say in 15, 20 years when he's eligible. Um. Are the writers, you know, still going to hold that over his head? They might. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance. Uh, but like, if, if you if you're talking about just like oh, like pure play on the field, I'd probably pick Correa over Cole. Because Correa had he was pretty good from the start. Where Cole, you know, he he definitely had the disadvantage of playing for the Pirates for. First, what eight years of his career? Yeah. Um, so those numbers really didn't start to translate until he was a trade candidate. I mean, he had a couple of good years leading up to the trade, but you know, he, he was he definitely didn't benefit from anything from being, you know, the guy that gets called up. Yeah. Exactly. We'll all see together. I just think the the steroid handle is going to hurt. Great, unsteroid. The cheating, the sign stealing is going to hurt him. Yeah. Oh well. All right. There's so other huge baseball news. Juan Soto turning down a 15 year, 440 million dollar <laughs> offer from the Nationals, um, and basically. The national society, it's open season on him. First come, first serve, whatever you got. Yeah. Um, let me tell you something. Yeah. I watched ahead. that. I watched the final round of mm-hmm. the uh of the home run derby. Mm-hmm. Shocked. I had I was not paying attention to it all night. Um I finally turned it on and it wound up being, you know, the final round, like you know, the championship round between Juan Soto and uh, Jesus Rodriguez and I was shocked I, was, I couldn't believe that this rookie made it to the finals like are you kidding me this is unbelievable and then I'm watching Juan Soto who came back and won congratulations to him but that final swing where he really swung for the fences and he spun around and he you know dropped to a knee I thought man that, that guy better pray he doesn't blow out his knee on that that swing because it is over if that happens. And we've seen that happen before. Guys blowing their knees out on swings, you know, just being too wild. I'm doing too and I'm much. like, man, this guy, this guy literally just turned down 
$440 million to be swinging like that and to, to, you know, not, you know, stand your ground when you, after the swing, man, he got lucky in my opinion. The balls on that kid to turn down $440 million. And it's probably the right move. Like I think so. He's probably going to be the first half billion player in the MLB. I, I, I don't know if I could do it because that's a lot. That's generational money right there. I don't know if I could do it, but bravo to him for having the cojones. Um, so what do you think happens next? Uh, um, the Nationals still have him under contract for this year and two more arbitration years. Do you think he gets traded before the end of the season? Um, I, I think so. Really? It's, it's like, let me see uh, the standings. Where is Washington currently? Bad. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's that's really man. I mean, the Marlins are better than them by a lot, and uh, we haven't said that in a very long time. Yes. So, um, do you think he gets traded um, by the trade deadline this year? Yeah, because I mean, I'm looking at this roster. They're not going anywhere mm-hmm. anytime soon. Anytime soon. He's got one year left on his rookie deal, you said? No, no, no. He's got the rest of this year and then two years of arbitration left. Two years of arbitration. Mm-hmm. I think this would be the best time to trade him because he is still technically under team control for those two years. Um. So yeah, he's gonna see a, a he's gonna see a sharp increase, to say the least, in those arbitration dealings. <laughs> yeah. But for the Nationals, it's the, this is the chance to maximize the most return they can get for him. Because I if he's re- in the final if he's in the final year of his deal, a oh. six month rental. I mean, no, 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 no. What I believe, I believe that you're correct. This is the perfect time for the Nationals to get the most they can maximize their their dealing that's why i think he doesn't get traded into the off season because there'll be so many more teams that believe they can win with a, with a juan soda on the team because right right now how many teams how many teams actually can take juan soda and make a run to the to the world series only a handful how and many teams usual suspect? Yeah. How many teams could next um offseason say to themselves, hey, if we get Juan Soto and then sign a pitcher or two, we can be up there in a run for you know a wild card, make a run to the World Series. All right, let's let's see if we can break this down. The um, problem, the real problem is you have to in order to find the right team for Juan Soto, you have to find a team. A that has a strong farm system and B has an owner that be willing to give out a half a billion dollar contract. So the Dodgers are automatically <laughs> in the conversation. Yeah. Because yeah. despite them making blockbuster trade after blockbuster trade, they still have what the fifth ranked farm system in, in baseball. 
I'm currently looking at uh, Keith Law's uh, ranking system coming into the year. He has the Dodgers number one. Jesus Christ. Um, in fact, I'll, let me give you the top ten. Dodgers, and then followed by the Mariners, the Diamondbacks, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Pirates, the Royals, the Guardians, the Giants, and the Orioles. And this is all before um, this past weekend's draft. Mm-hmm. So out of those t- those teams I named, I think there are three teams that I can see giving that kind of contract to them, and they are the Dodgers, the Mariners, and the um, Giants. Right. Yeah, I think if ever there was a team to go all in mm-hmm. for this kid, and I hate to say it because I am always going to root for the Astros, but I think the Mariners would be the best team to do it because they can afford it. Yeah. they. I mean, this would be their first big splash in a long time. And the idea of pairing – this 23-year-old kid with their other 21-year-old phenom. Oh, what's his name? Julio Rodriguez? The two guys, the two guys that just faced off in the in the home run derby. Um, and he's under control for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it would be a great baseball story. Like it would be something that, you know you want out of major league baseball because you don't always just want to see the Yankees get the guy or the Dodgers get the guy, you know, I think, I think it would be a great baseball, a great baseball story pairing these two young guys that haven't even hit their, they're not even close to their primes. Mm-hmm. And then peppering in with the other, you know, they've got some talented guys on their team. They've got JP Crawford at shortstop. Uh, let's see. Toro, you know, look, he's shown flashes of 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 uh, he's shown flashes at the plate, you know, when he got traded from the Ty, Astros. Ty France, the guy France. everyone swore was a all star all star snub. And can I just talk about the, every year people get on their high horses and talk about, oh, this guy got snubbed for the all star game. He got snubbed. This guy, this guy. And it's like. Dude, they're gonna be 80 players in there in the all-star game because many play, you know, pitchers can't pitch mm-hmm. right after the, they pitch. Um, they're gonna be hitters, they're gonna be injured, and so on and so forth. So can you stop saying this guy's gonna be a snub when you know you know there's like a 95% chance he's gonna get in after the injury replacements? Right. You know, not everybody can get voted in, but mm-hmm. you know. You're in, you're in. It's it's uh, it's better to be selected somehow than know how, you know. I mean, look at this team. I mean, you know, Jesse Winker. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a, it would be a a really interesting lineup if you add this guy. And then yeah. you can always go back and, and get pitching out, you know, elsewhere. 
But if you have the farm, if you really, it's all about having the farm system to do it. And if they have it, why not? I agree with you on multiple parts. I don't want the Yankees again. I don't want the Dodgers again. Like something new and different. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Seattle is in second place. They are on a four. That's right. They're on a fourteen-game winning streak. <laughs> they went on a fourteen-game winning streak and gained like four games on the Astros. Yeah, and they're still nine games back. Which yeah, is yeah. So I'm like, if you're in the Astro fan that's over there freaking out, stop! Please stop. Yeah. They're not gonna win thirty games in a row. Just calm down. <laughs> But they are going to get in the playoffs. They are going to get a wild card spot. Which is, which is looking good for us. I think we all picked the Mariners to make the wild card. I think so. Which was looking dicey for a minute there. <laughs> right. Yes, we did. Both of us, we did. I'm not sure my daddy. I'm about to go look up his. Um uh, Another team that I could see being interested in him and maybe have the pieces for it a team that's been in second place for too damn long the san diego padres mm-hmm. getting soto and tatis on the same team yes please yeah that's true but i was reading um i think it was climbing Tows hill they came up with a trade proposal for the astros for juan soto oh here it is now, I want before I give you the proposal, I want to tell you the author of the piece just came up with the proposal to make it fair. He doesn't think the Astros should do this, but okay. he just he just you know try to make a deal that the um, Nationals actually consider. So the trade would be the Astros receive Soto, the Nationals receive Kristen Javier, Jeremy Pena, Hunter Brown, Colin Barber, and Jamie Melendez. Absolutely not. If anything, you got to do whatever you can to keep Javier and Pena to build around with Soto. And Alvarez, you keep, if you were to keep those four core, maybe Tucker, then everybody else is on the table. This is one of those, man, I really wish they decided to keep Carlos Correa because that would be easier to stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So yeah, I agree with you. That's way too much for... I think the Astros would be able to handle the loss at starting pitcher and you know at a shortstop but man that's a lot to give up mm-hmm. but like the author said he wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it either no just gonna have to let it go mm-hmm. oh speaking of the astros have you seen this rumor that they're interested in uh, red starter luis castillo yeah please like let's not let's not do that not a fan no, i mean not really I think they are just haunted by last year when they made it to the World Series and the pitching staff was on the fumes of their fumes. Yeah. 
But let's let's be real. I mean, this is their best. This is this year is their best opportunity to win another mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. Because we're seeing something that we can add to the list. We can. I'm gonna say we can add to the list of uh, records or performances that will never be broken. We'll never see this again. We'll never see. A at any age, a pitcher who comes off Tommy John surgery and goes twelve and three by the first by the All Star break mm-hmm. with a sub two ERA and pretty much leads the the league in every other category because at this point it's like. You have to ride Verlander all the way. This is it. Because, he's, I mean, he's never – I mean, even even next year, 10 years ago, he was never going to pitch like this season. And there's one other thing you got to think about. He has an opt-out clause that activates after 130 innings. He's almost there. It's about right. like two, three starts. So there, there's a – good chance that he won't be on the Astros next year. Yeah. And I mean, let's look at this Luis Castillo. Twenty. I mean, look, this team, this team has found a way to stay young and stay competitive with the right mix of, of veterans, Verlander, Guriel, Altuve now. I don't I don't know if you need to I don't know if you need to shake up your farm system for a 29-year-old starting pitcher who statistically is probably pitching his best year of his career. Well, no, that that 2019 season was Pretty remarkable. 226 strikeouts in 190 innings. Uh, the whip. Yeah, the whip is good. Man. Good record. Decent ERA. I don't know. They say you can never have too much pitching, but I'm like, you have so many good starters right now. We're not even talking about Lance McCullers, who's starting a rehab assignment on right. Friday. On his way back. Yeah, he's going to be starting for Corpus Christi on Friday. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know what you do. But like, I, I think they're just haunted from last year when they had, if they had just had the pitching that they expected to have going into the season, they win. Right. No, of course. But we'll talk more about the Astro trades and such when we get around there. But I just really want to talk about Juan Soto. I mean, the 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 chutzpah on this kid turning down that kind of money. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed, and um, I hope like okay, what team do you really do you think he ends up with? Oh no, I'm sorry. What team do you think he ends up with, and what team do you hope he ends up? with? Where I think he'll end up, probably the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Lord, I like, I mean, outside of the Astros. <laughs> yeah, I think we both can agree that's impossible. Right. I mean, I'm not willing to give up what it would probably take to get him. So, mm-hmm. and without even thinking, before you even mention that scenario that the crawfish box. No, no. Climbing Tiles Hill. Climbing Tiles Hill. Uh, Before even hearing what he had offered, I mean, I wouldn't have even considered any of those. Hmm. The first two, at least. The first two players. Um, Where would I... Outside the Astros, I would like for him to wind up with... Um... If I had it my way, I think, well, let me do who I think. I think I agree with you. It's going to be the Dodgers. But if I had my way, it would be the San Diego Padres. Just as a F you to the Dodgers and their fans. (laughs) Yes, I'm petty. Yeah. I'll say either the Padres is an F you to the Dodgers. Or the Mets as an FU to the Yankees. <laughs> yes, join the pettiness. We love it. Because I don't want to, I mean, as good of a baseball story as it would be, I don't want him to go to a team that's going to make them a threat to the Astros. And the Mariners would definitely be that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Padres or, or Mets, that'd be an interesting. Interesting situation, either one. And both teams can afford to do it. Prospect-wise, the Padres might be a little broke. So, eh. All right, enough MLB. Um, Before we get here, I want to talk a little basketball. We promised that for a while. So, I want to talk about these NBA contracts that have been thrown out. (laughs) Uh, during the offseason, and there are two that come to mind. One is Bradley Beal, and the other one is Damian Lillard. I will give you the choice. <laughs> Which one would you like to start with? Uh, let's start with Bradley Beal because I don't, I didn't hear what that the terms were. I know we talked about the Dame contract, but I, I want to hear what I heard he got a deal. I just forgot, I didn't hear all the details. Bradley Bill signed a five-year, $251 million contract with the Washington Wizards. So he signed a, a five-year, $251 million contract to say in obscurity. Anthony, how old are you? 34. I am 36. Mm-hmm. The Wizards have never won 50 games in our lifetime. <laughs> I did not know. Uh, they're not about to start anytime soon either doesn't look like it I always commit what a fourth of your payroll to one guy I I originally heard that from Bomani Jones Bomani Jones is 41 and they've never won 50 games in his lifetime (laughs) and they're paying this man a contract that averages out $50 million a year. 
I I got nothing against Bradley Bill. I think he's get a perfect. Money. He yeah, get your money always. That comes first and foremost. That's generational wealth for you and your family and your children, your grandchildren, so on and so forth. However, Bradley Bill is not a number one option. He is perfectly suited to be a number two. We saw that all them years where it was him and John Wall doing the best they could to get to the second round. Paying him that much money to be the guy on your team, uh, you, mm, I think their upside right now, like their ceiling is second round playoff exit. Mm-hmm. And if you're paying a guy that much money, he should be doing more than just getting you, hopefully getting you to the second round. This That should be a guy who you can count on to get you to the third round or the final, someone like Giannis or um, Steph Curry, something like that. I don't – this feels like uh, one of the circumstances where the team – just has the name and he's been there for so long and they, and they love him and he's a, and he's a favorite around the city, but he doesn't make your team into a championship contender. So it's like, you're paying for the name more than you're paying for the value on the court. I didn't even know that they were playoff contenders. (laughs) If everything goes right and he's healthy, they can, they now remember the playoffs is they have the, um, What's it called? The the, the uh, play-in tournament. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you just got to be the 10 seed to make it into the play-in tournament. Oh, my God. That's right. This reminds me a lot of, like, when um, another Washington team, the Nationals, made that big signing for Jason Worth. It's like the signing that proves that you're a major team and you can make moves, but it's like this isn't the signing that gets you to winning a championship. No, not at all. I mean, (laughs) if I had to say under over two and a half years he stays in Washington would you go over or under over you think he's there longer than two and a half years nobody's gonna take that contract man I will I don't even know we have a CBA that goes out that far I want to <laughs> see what the what the cap looks like all right, 2022 to 2020. Well, no, it's 2024 to 25. Let me show what the cap's gonna be. It says in 2024, the cap, the cap will be $136 million, which means Bradley Bill will be taking up 23% all by himself. And he's going to be taking up 23% for five more years. That's a crazy amount of money. But the, uh, this, is I, a, this is a move that tells your fan base, hey, we're trying. You know, we don't want to lose a superstar or 
our superstar. There you go. Because yeah. I would say Bradley Bill is more of a Washington superstar than an NBA superstar. Yeah. I mean, they got him, bro. God, I just can't. No, no, like I said, no shame to him. The money was there. He took the money. But I there are gonna be some writers in Washington that are gonna be writing some nasty things about him in two years. <laughs> right. Talking about how come he can't lead us anywhere? This uh, and we're still barely making the playoffs. Time for Bradley Bill to step his game up, and uh, my response is going to be that was what he was when you signed him. I don't know why you thought he was going to take it <laughs> exactly. up a level. Hmm. Remember about... the late great Owen Hart's uh, catchphrase Mm-mm. towards the end? No, enough it... is enough. Time to make a change, and that's what you're going to be hearing from these writers very soon. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking. Uh, James Harden just signed a two year agreement with uh, Philadelphia two years, $68 million. So he took a little bit of a haircut to, to play with him, yeah. Poor guy went from forty nine million to thirty four million, or whatever it was. I don't know about you, but losing fifteen million would hurt, would hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right. And speaking of ridiculous money, let's talk about this Damian Lillard contract extension. We isn't even extending like this year. It's three years down the road in twenty twenty five. He's getting a two year. A hundred and twenty-one million dollar contract extension. Well, he'll be thirty-five. So he'll, he's going to be the first sixty million dollar player. Yeah, sixty million dollar year, and this is like how I feel about Mike Trout. It's like it's. I'm glad you got your money, but don't ever sit here and bitch about not winning the championship. You had multiple opportunities to leave. Yeah. Especially no, when, and like it's it's a it's exact parallel to Mike Trout. You're with the franchise that's proven time and time again they don't know what they're doing, but you keep giving putting your faith in them. And I'm not sure if that's because you actually believe in them or because you believe in the checks. But I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear anyone talk about or feeling bad for Damian Litter telling him he needs to run from the grind. No, he ran to the grind and getting $60 million a year for it. Mm-hmm. And for all the, you know, for all the ragging that we do on James Harden and Bryce Harper, and we, we keep jumping back and forth between baseball and basketball, you know, these guys have definitely made an effort to take less money mm-hmm. to say, look, I, you know, I could probably get more. I should get more, but I'm not going to do it. Tom Brady, you know, is another example. Tom Brady is the ultimate example of taking, <laughs> being severely underpaid, <laughs> willingly being severely underpaid. Um, you know, look, NFL, look what got him. NFL quarterbacks are the only, position where I push back against that because they can make so much more money 
doing endorsements because football oh, is yeah football is king in america so you can always make that money back yeah and uh, especially when it comes to football players I'm, I'm always like get as much as you can because cte <laughs> is always around the corner right i saw i saw some videos today of um uh paid manning throwing passes to uh what's his name um Kali mm-hmm. back in the day and literally like he must have hated that man like he must that man must have slept with one of Peyton Manning's family members because he was throwing that dude right down the middle, right into middle linebackers and getting the holy hell knocked out of him. Austin Collie, that was it. Peyton did that to a lot of guys. If you go back, I think he did that to his tight end. Who uh, was it, Dallas Clark? Oh, uh, was that him? I feel like there was another guy, but I think that's one of them, yeah. He did that to quite a few guys, from mm-hmm. what I remember. That, <laughs> and to only get two titles out of it, that's, <laughs> that sucks. Who else was it? Not Wells Welker. Who? Demi Andola. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, get as much as you can, obviously, always, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking a little less to, you know, to at least show that you're willing to, that, that you really do want to win. Mm. There is, there is a, uh, an importance on winning. Um, because when you take that, I mean, when you take, again, almost a quarter of your team's payroll in a league where it is capped, whether mm-hmm. that's right or wrong, that's another debate. But you have to know you're probably not going to win anytime soon. That's why I can respect James Harden coming out recently and saying, look, I've already made a lot of money. I've made plenty of money. You know, I I, want to win. I still want to win. I can respect that. Mm -hmm. I don't respect him for leaving Houston the way he did, wearing a fat suit and things of that nature. (laughs) But I can respect this. Being a bum to get out of town, still not down with. Won't ever be down with. But this, eh, that's fine. You know, uh, I always, I'll hate how he he left Houston, but I'll always understand how he left Brooklyn because he looked around and looked at Kyrie Irving's <laughs> full of snitch right. and was like, "Oh no, it can't be this." That's him being I, the I, grandfather from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This motherfucker will come in here and says everything, but won't take a vaccine. Yeah, get me the fuck out of here. And then as soon as he gets the golden ticket out of Houston to go to a big three in a big market like Brooklyn, he's jumping out of bed, ready to go. Yeah, you know, the crazy thing is that big three only played like 16 games together. Insane. <laughs> speaking of james harden i was i made the mistake of listening to bill simmons podcast and they were talking about um trades that teams have made lately you know giving up their superstar 
for whatever reason and you know trying to draft and one of the other guys i'm not sure who it was i don't remember he brought up the james harden trade and and simmons was like well you can't grade it right now because we can't tell all what all what houston has and i'm like dude what is your problem with houston man did you get beat up here one time? Did someone, did some Houstonian steal your girlfriend and you just never let it go? Like, what, <laughs> what is your problem, man? I think now it's, you can fairly judge the Harden Trey as a win for Houston because the last two years that Harden has played, he, he has declined. He, I don't know if he's washed. We'll see. But he has not, you know, finished seasons well. He's been hurt. I mean, he scored like well, it was a playoff game last year in Philadelphia, and he scored like twenty five points, something like that. It was a big deal. I was like, this shouldn't be a big deal. This should be what he he does all the time. The second you start celebrating someone for doing what they're supposed to doing athletically, that's when you know it's all gone downhill. Mm-hmm. So I'm like it seems to me that Houston traded him at the right time and got a huge price for him. But Bill Sim, uh, Bill Simmons has become the old man in the room. He is the old dude yelling at clouds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the ringer, uh, I, we're going on right here. I can't stand the ringer. Like they have almost no baseball coverage. They stopped their baseball podcast. They have, but they got 15 goddamn shows for the challenges and reality TV shows like that. It's like, it just seems like there's a lot of people that. And I read the reviews for like Marvel TV shows or anything. It's like, you guys don't like this stuff, so why are you reviewing? It really feels like you're just doing this because you want to be part of the, the conversation. <laughs> and that's how you feel cool. Just be honest with be honest with yourself and be honest with us. Can I tell you, I said on this podcast once, and I'll say it again. We're not going to talk about shit or review shit that we don't like. Because we're not going to waste our time and we're not going to waste your time. Absolutely. That's why I'm like, I would never review or watch Justice League. Either one. <laughs> right. The Zack Snyder one or the the um, the uh, the theater one, just because I know I'm not going to like it. Why would I even waste my time? And why would I come in here and just shit on that for two three hours that's not fun well i correct i'm sure we we can make it fun but i'm not gonna do that to (laughs) y'all the only time we're gonna shit on something is when we go in there and we expect to be good it turns out bad like wonder woman 1984 oh boy anyway i'm sorry uh tangent rant over uh damian litter congratulations on your money all right, so last thing we'll talk about before we get up out of here, let's talk about um, what the hell has happened with Kevin Durant. Oh, man. Um, gosh. I don't know, man. I don't see him getting traded anytime soon. Me neither. Because the, the two teams that I heard that he wanted to get traded to – were the Suns 
and the Heat, which mm-hmm. congratulations, Kevin, on one to go to both teams that ended up number one in their conferences. A way to, sh- to shred that front runner uh, label you got. Mm-hmm. And then, too, like the, what I heard for um, Miami, it's like he wanted to go Miami, but now they traded um, Jimmy Butler and Lowry and Bam. It's like, okay, so you want to go there, but you don't. <laughs> but what the fuck is Brooklyn going to get back? A bag of beans right. and some picks? So, like, that's not, that's not feasible. And then the other trade to, um, uh, Phoenix, that's no longer workable because DeAndre Aiden signed a uh, four-year, $132 million contract with Indiana. Which was matched by Phoenix. Yep. And because of the CBA, DeAndre Aiden cannot be traded until January 15, 2023. Mm-hmm. And by the and you know, superstars don't get traded in the middle of a season. Rarely. Rarely. You'll never see LeBron get traded. You never saw LeBron get traded midseason or. Oh, no. He was just planning everything in midseason. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've heard those two teams as well. And it's like, where. Where are they going to find the pieces to, to put together anything that would be like the Rockets took a lot of heat for the James Harden deal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, what did you get back? And you got nothing in return. It's looking better and better as the day goes by, as the days go by, because one, James Harden is no longer in Brooklyn Two, that whole team is falling apart. So it looks like they're, the draft picks are going to be better than we could have ever expected. Um, and, uh, you know, Victor Oladipo blew out his knee, like, you know, the year after he left Houston or something like that, or his Achilles, I forgot what it was. So, you know, it's not looking like the worst trade in NBA history, but at the same time, if that's all you could get for James Harden, mm-hmm. how could you possibly think that there's anything of value to get Kevin Durant? The biggest I see right now is look at what the Jazz got for Rudy Gobert. Like, if Rudy Gobert is worth all that, then there's no trade on earth that's comparable for uh, Kevin Durant. Right. Like the owner of the Heat would have to sell a stake of ownership to the owner of the Nets. <laughs> this entire situation going between the Nets, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, it's like everyone is at fault here. Mm-hmm. Uh First off, Kevin, you shouldn't have put your career in the hands of Kyrie Irving. Right. Kyrie Irving, you shouldn't be Kyrie Irving. (laughs) And the Nets, the Nets should not have been giving those two superstars everything they wanted over and over again just to step in and say no now, not to give Kyrie Irving his contract extension that he wants. Mm -hmm. Like, they should have. 
like you either play hardball at the beginning, you don't do dumb things like give DeAndre Jordan that long ass um, three year contract at his old uh, buckling age, or you just say yes to everything because that's just the penalty that you pay having one of the greatest players of all time and Kevin Durant play for your team. Mm-hmm. And you're now known as a major player as and as a team that take care of the players that come in and it helps you in in the future. Now I, I don't know the Nets they kind of <laughs> they look nickish. Oh very much so. And it's like they they look extremely directionless at this point. And they look, you know, the uh, there's a very good chance. I mean, or not a very good chance, but like the possibility of Durant just saying, "Look, I'm, I'm just gonna hold out. I've got enough money to, to hold me over." I mean, the only good thing about about this for the Nets is they already got Kevin Durant signed to a deal. They got four more years of him. Mm-hmm. God, Kevin Durant is gonna be. I believe it's gonna be year fifteen for him. Yeah, it's been a long time. Let me check to make sure I have that right. Because he's been around for a long time. Yeah, 15 years. Uh, 34. Time waits for no man. I just... I think what's going to happen is Brooklyn is just going to bring Kyrie and Durant back. And, and just, just pray keep... that... <laughs> that they... Step on the court. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's all they can do. The time to play hardball with Kyrie Irving was last year when he didn't want to take the vaccine mm-hmm. and he New York wasn't allowing him to play. That was the time to play hardball. Now he's already back in the team on the team because New York dropped their vaccine uh, requirements in, indoors. And there's nothing you could do now. I mean, they, honestly, I think they should have just gave, given him the contract and played it out. Yes, he's going to come in and do stupid stuff like sage the court. And yes, he's going to say weird <laughs> things and do weird things. And he's going to take a vacation around his birthday. That's just the price you pay for having Kyrie Irving. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if they don't win a title with with Irving on this team or within the next five years, I mean, then it wasn't worth any of these headaches. And it's an absolute bust. That's why I think the smart thing to do is just sign Kyrie for Five, four years and connect him with Kevin Durant because you can't win a title if you trade away either one of them. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have Durant, Kyrie, and um, uh, Ben Simmons just run to a little luck, you can ma- make your way to the finals with that team. Sure. But I don't know. 
uh, I think they're the team is just a bunch of dead men walking. I think, <laughs> I think by this time next year, neither Kyrie or Kevin are on that team because I feel that's the way that it's going to end out with with um, the Nets ownership. Mm-hmm. This is how I wouldn't have done it because. <sighs> I would not have signed Kyrie in the first place. I would just let that go. But that they are here now. So we'll see. And Kyrie has come out and say he he, you know, he doesn't he hasn't requested a trade when um he couldn't get a uh, contract extension from the Nets. They told him to go find some team that wants him to get traded to, but he never requested a trade himself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's fine playing for the Nets. And whatever happens next year happens. I better hope he is, he's fine with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because he'll put it in PTO at a moment's notice. Yep. Because he was supposed to be uh, playing in the Drew League this week and no showed. <laughs> Good luck, Brooklyn. Well, no, bad luck because we have your draft picks. But um, <laughs> right. medium luck. How about that? Anything else basketball-wise, my friend? No, that's all I've got. Yeah, that's all I've got as well. Sorry. I've paid more attention to the trade rumors and all that kind of stuff <laughs> more than I have the actual season. Yeah. <laughs> season, um, I think training counts just about to start up, so I need to get my league pass on. There you go. All right. So that's it. We are done for tonight. Um, Hopefully we can get another pod. I'm trying to get a podcast on this weekend so we have something out on Monday because I already have our um our first topic for our next podcast. You want to hear it? Sure. Because our next podcast, we're gonna find just nerd out, talk about all the nerd shit that we've been holding in, oh, and okay. the story and the the story I want to talk about exclusive from the Rolling Stone. Fake accounts fueled the Snyder Cut online army. (laughs) I can't wait to find out what that entails. Oh, you're going to find out because this is going to be fun because we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how Ezra Miller is a menace. (laughs) Talk about... uh, I think we're going to go there but okay uh, when i say nerd i'm we talking about our, all the nerd stuff Ooh. everything but video games because i know you don't live that life yeah all right man anything else you gotta say no that's it all right we're gonna get out of here thank you for listening sharing liking all that stuff we appreciate it and like i said hopefully um as long as we don't have any more car issues <laughs> Uh, we'll be able to do a podcast weekend, get it out for you, find people on Monday. Fingers crossed. Anthony, as always, it's a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Always, definitely. And uh, we'll be back soon. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later.